How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakodie as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. anything for your destruction they will attract the judgment of God on this mountain Prophet Nanase Pukusakodia is an end-time seasoned firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry anchored on prayer he teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders everything that belongs to you may the Lord gather you from the west gather you from the east gather you from the south from the north, yeah. may you stay in the center of your way. Yeah. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. I want to share something with you shortly before we go for dinner. What I call activators of faith. Activators of faith. So, uh, after you pray like this, there are keys you need to activate your faith. Hallelujah. Because, um, after every visitation comes temptation and when the enemy sees you have invested a lot of prayer just about to break through there are signs of the things that he will show one sometimes to discourage you uh, because uh, the devil's number one target in your life is your faith that is his number one target in your life is what is your faith so, Satan's number one target in your life is what? Your faith. Hallelujah. It's nothing but it's not your money, it's your faith. He says, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. Hallelujah. So, that, that your faith is the devil's number one target because <laughs> it is what is the contact for all your breakthrough. Uh, answer to prayer is not possible outside of faith. Uh, living is by faith. Hallelujah. So, without faith, you are bound to fail. I'll say that again. Without faith, you are bound to fail. And you are also not a failure until the day your faith fails. So, <laughs> um, faith failure is equal to life's failure. You are not a failure until the day your faith fails. So when Jesus saw an attack on Peter, he prayed for a simple prayer. He said, I have prayed for you that thy faith faileth not. Hello? So, <laughs> you remember what I said? No matter how long you pray, if you don't believe, God cannot. Huh? If you don't believe, no matter how long you can pray, God cannot perform. So, God's performance depends on your believing. Because what is whatever you desire, when you play, believe that you receive it. Uh, don't cry, don't shout, believe that you receive it. So it's very crucial. Hallelujah. Uh, you're, you're, I mean, it cannot be overpreached. He said, he he, he if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart. You shall have whatsoever you say. You have no prayer, you just say it, but because you believe it happens. 
you shall have whatsoever you say it. Ah, after fasting, Lord, a new car. You just say it. I believe I have it. He said, no, he didn't say you shall have whatsoever. He said, what shall have whatsoever you say it. Then he went to you and said that, what things whatever you desire, when you pray, believe. What things whatever you desire, huh? when you pray, do what? Believe that you receive them, that you have them. Believe. So that faith we are talking about, it has activators. There are things you need to make sure the faith gets where the way it has to get. Hallelujah. Now, many years ago, um, uh, those days, uh, you cannot afford DSTV or something. So you need to get an antenna. Uh, I was living somewhere in Bawe area there, and uh, television was not coming very well. So they told me you need a booster. Uh, what do we call it? Booster. Now, it's a device they fix it to boost the antenna so that it's able to. Uh, the antenna is there, but it needs a booster, electronic something. So your faith needs a booster. Some people are here, your faith must be boosted. So it is either activators of faith or boosters of faith. The first activator of faith is the word of God. Somebody say the word. Huh? It is the first activator of faith. So to activate your faith, you need a word. Which means that any time thought, negative thought come to your mind, discouragement come to your mind, what you must bring is the word. Now, without the word, faith is not there. Remember I told you, say, faith is a substance of things hoped for. It is evidence of things not seen. That is the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now, and I said that anywhere you see faith, you can replace it with the word of God. So the word of God is a substance of things you hope for. The word of God is the evidence of things you don't see. Are you getting what I'm talking about? So after 17 days of fasting, what you need to have in your spirit is the word. Because what things, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe. Believe. How do I know I believe? Because God said. And once you begin to believe, you don't look at any contrary circumstance. Any contrary circumstance is not important. God said it, I believe it, and so shall it be. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I feel. I am moved by what I believe. And you are standing strong on the word. Hallelujah. Standing strong on the word. <laughs> Irrespective of contrary situation, knowing that God cannot fail. Knowing that God cannot fail. Huh? So the word of God is a substance of things you hope for. The word of God is the evidence of things you don't see. So the only reason why you have hope that you are going to get is that you are standing on something. That is the word. Amen. How can I know that God will get me a new car? He, because the word of God is the evidence of the car I don't see. What word is that? My God shall supply all my... And I'm standing on it solidly. I'm not moving out of it. How do you know your, your God... Is, why do you know you get a new car? I'm standing... The word of God is evidence of things I don't see. How do I know that? My expectation will not be cut off. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, how do I know that? That is going to give me a new house. Casting all my care upon him for he care for me. Now, so, the word of God. How do I know that I'm going to get a fiancé to marry me and I will live in a happy matrimonial home? Ah, the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Huh? I have a desire and God has promised in his word that you grant my desire. 
And I am not moved by age. I am not moved by sound. I am not moved by concern. I am not moved by anything. I am standing solidly on the word of God. I am solidly standing on the word of God. In respect for what everybody is saying, it's not important. I believe. Hallelujah. I am not making any sense. So, the first activator of faith is the word. Once you activate, to activate faith, you need the word. The word, the word, the word, the word. Hallelujah. The word. The word of God is the substance of things I hope for. The word of God is evidence of things I don't see. So, the authentic source of faith is God's word. Everything has a source. You have a father and a mother. Everything has a source. Everything is coming from somewhere. Faith too has a source. The source of faith is God's word. It is the authentic source of faith. So, you, if you don't have the word, you don't have faith. Hello? No word, no faith. Did you get it? No word, no faith. God is only moved by his word. So the thing we talk about faith, we are only talking about. Now, <laughs> you need to hear this. Now, you are not just talking and just saying idle works. You believe what you are saying. Now watch this one. Very crucial. And you are practically acting on it. So faith is practical expression of Confidence in God and his word. You are practically expressing what God has said and his word. Leave your mother and your father and go to, the, uh, and go to a land that I will show you. The Bible said the next day Abraham left. He heard God and he acted. Okay, I'm trying to think about it. I'm trying to know. Once God said it, you don't need a prayer point. You must act. Now, a lot of us are trying to pray on something we should act on. It's not important. If you have been praying to get a man to marry you or a woman to marry for two years, and you see a say, or you have been praying, Lord, provide my life partner, you know the heart of all men, and somebody come to you and say, I want to marry, say, let me go and pray about it. It's nonsense. You have to tell us I'll be waiting for you. So. Hmm? That's it. Practical expression of confidence. Not theological. Practical expression of confidence. Hallelujah. Okay, you are still looking for a child because you came from a background of idol worship. I'm not the one who lock your womb. It is idol worship that has locked your, your wife Sarah's womb. Because I'm not the one who lock your womb. I don't lock people's womb. It is the idol worship of your father's Abraham that has locked your womb practically. Now, confession aspect of faith. So what you say is what you become. So Abraham, go and change your name from Abraham and change it to Abraham, which is the father of many nations. And people call you the father of many nations, you will become. Amen. Now, Abraham immediately went to Swafidedi and changed his name. So, Practical expression of confidence in his way. Oh, it has ever rained before. You have never seen one drop of rain. Go and build an ark. That can carry two things of everything I've created. Plus you, your wife, and your, 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 your sons and their wife. Okay. God says, start the ark. Genesis chapter 6. Finish the ark. Noah started when it was 500 years. Finish the ark when it was 600. 100 years in building one ark. 
Why not? Because it's going to carry two things of everything God created. Elephant too. Everything too. Hallelujah. Now watch this. All the hundred years, no rain. You are not building by the seashore. You are building as where there is no water. But you believe. So the practical expression is that when you are expressing it practically, it, it doesn't need to make sense for you to express it. It didn't make sense for no one to build an ark in Tamale, expecting God to come and lift it by water. But by faith, no one believed and acted. So practical expression of confidence in God and his word. Because faith is the only vital link between man and God. Nothing can connect you to God except faith. It is a spiritual force that connects man with God. Faith is the connector. It is the only way you can get connected. It's a spiritual force that connects the visible with the invisible. So faith connects the visible man with the invisible God. Faith. Practically, you are expressing it. Activators of faith. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach this continuously for about maybe today and tomorrow. Hallelujah. What do I call it? Huh? Somebody say word. Yeah. The next activator of faith is called love. 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 Somebody say love. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. What is the next activator of faith? I'm not talking about the one the guy says, I love you, Jesus. I love you. No, that's what I'm talking about. Hug me then. Hug. It's okay. I love you. No, it's nonsense. That's what I'm talking about. Give me a bag. Mm, it's okay, okay. Love. No. It's more than that. Hallelujah. In Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availed anything because it was an argument. If you don't circumcise, you are not part of it between the Jews and that. Paul said, no, 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 no. <laughs> that, that error is passed. Now they just live by faith. So there's a key. In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availed anything nor circumcision, but faith worked by love. Give me the NIV version. Faith worked. Somebody say, worked by love. So faith is trying to work, but you need something to work with. So, if your faith is not there, if there's no fuel in your car, no matter how it's nice, it cannot move. So, love is the fuel of faith. It is what gets faith moving. For in Christ Jesus, another circumcision or uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Faith expressing itself through love. Faith expressing itself through love. It means that when you have no love, your faith has no expression. So one of the reasons why you are trying to walk by faith is not working is that your love is gone. Now, <laughs> why do I know I don't have love? Anytime you are not talking to somebody, your love has been short circuit. Anytime you are not forgiving somebody, you are not working in love. Ah. Anytime you are living in sin, you see, the reason why you are committing fornication is that you don't love yourself. It's not that you are sinning against God. You are saying, say, <laughs> now, every sexual act outside the marriage covenant is an abomination to God. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. It's not, Apostle Paul says, every sin a man commits is outside his body. But he said, when you sin, you sin against your own body. So when you are doing it, you, you hate yourself. Now, listen. Me, master, 
This commandment, 2010, is too much. You can't handle it. Summarize it. What is the greatest of the commandment? Now, when you check the Ten Commandments, the first ten uh, is your responsibility towards God. You shall not make another God beside you. This is the last, no, the first five is your responsibility towards God. The next five is your responsibility towards your neighbor. That shall not take your neighbor's wife. That shall not take your neighbor's wife. So, first five is your responsibility towards God. Uh, and commitment to And the next five is your commitment to He said, Thou shalt not take your neighbor's wife. So, if you love your neighbor, you won't take his wife. So, Jesus came and said, There is no need for thou shalt not. In the new covenant, let me summarize it. Now, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy might. Remember, soul, strength, might. Now, and then, if you can do that, you will love your neighbor as at yourself. Now, check that scripture for me. Say, on this hang all the laws and the prophets. Let me check it for you. Matthew 22, 40. Yes. Give me verse number, let's see, 35 there. It was a question that came up. And one of them, which was a lawyer, uh, asked him a question, tempting him. So, the, actually, the question was a temptation. Because the Jewish people, everything, they are trying to try Jesus, tempt him, find some means to twist his neck, report him. So the lawyer, lawyer, lawyer came there. And I can check one or two scriptures, just to come and tempt Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you imagine man tempting God? And question him, tempting him and saying, uh, Master, which is the great command? You see, this one, remember, it's a trial, it's a test. Because you, they are trying to, they, you see, they are trying to find something from Jesus. Huh? That, which is the great commandment in the law. Uh, law, no? Because, you see, the Moses law, you can't take out. You can also put something inside. Huh? For instance, one of the tests they came is that, is it good to pay tax to Caesar? Now, when they check his teaching, they realize that he doesn't mention anything about Caesar. Because at that time, Caesar was the God. Is their, their God sitting in Italy and ruling over them. And then everybody, so is it good to pay tax to Caesar? Then they were trying to get him to say, don't mind that beast. And don't. so, and they were trying to find it was a trap so that they can let the Romans come and arrest him for speaking against Caesar. Because you don't speak against your colonial master. Then Jesus said, give me the coin. Because the money is coming from Rome. So he said, who's superscription was there? He said, Caesar. It's okay. I am not against tax. Pay tax so that you can build roofs. It is in the case of Jesus Christ, he said, I'm not canceling tax. Pay tax so that they can build road and pay that. But it doesn't also stop you from paying tight. He said, render to Caesar what is Caesar. And the one that is God, give it to him. Paying tax doesn't stop you from paying tight. Ah. Master, which is the great commandment in the law. Which one? So the guy is trying to say that among all the law that Moses gave ten commandments, which one is the greatest one? What an interesting question. <laughs> Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Even the way he answered it, one of the they say, you hypocrite, why are you tempting me? Okay, he said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. It means that not everybody sitting in church love God with all their heart. You got something there? Maybe you and I, we train, we love God, but not with all our hearts. So we are so secure of a whole, 
wholeheartedly love for God. And remember, I'm talking about activators of faith, and I've come to love. And Jesus is trying to summarize the commandment that thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Now, come to the Ten Commandments. It's in, it's in Matthew chapter, sorry, Exodus chapter 20. So let's read from verse number one. Before we come to this scripture back again, I want to show you something. Because in order to understand this one, you must understand the commandment. And God spoke all this were saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. First commandment. Let's keep going. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of, of anything. That is in heaven above and that is in the earth beneath. Or that is in the water under the earth. He knows that he will do all this thing. Thou shalt not bow thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children, unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me. So God sees all idol worship as people who hate him. That is why Africa, we are struggling a lot. That is why we are putting parties in the bloodline to come out of it. Because every idol worshiper, declare yourself as an enemy to God. And not that alone. God sees him as a, you hate him. Mm -hmm. Mercy, we really need mercy. Okay, verse number six. Hallelujah. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Verse number seven. Wow. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord thy, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that take his name in vain. Hallelujah. I don't have time. Let's check all these things. Verse number five. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. All these ones are responsibility towards God. Let's see the next one. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work. He's still talking about the Sabbath day. He's still talking about the Sabbath day. But the seventh day is the Sabbath day, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, in that thou shalt not do any work, nor thou, nor thy sons, nor thy daughters, nor thy men servants, nor thy maid servants, nor thy cattle, nor thy string cattle, within thy gates. Is somebody listening to me here? Hallelujah. Okay. Um, for in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. He's trying to give himself as an example. The sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. So I want you to take my part. You two have to rest on the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Okay. Now, he has finished the first five. First five. Now, he's coming to the next responsibility or your commitment towards your brother or your sister. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Hallelujah. So now he started. The first command he put is that honor them. Honor your father and your mother. It doesn't mean they should make decisions for you, but honor them. What is honor towards your father? Make sure you take care of them. You send them money. When they need you, you if you are in position to buy them a house, a car, you are honoring them. It doesn't mean that they say go and marry a black woman. That one is not an, that one. That one, that one, they can't decide for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you getting what? So honor your father and your mother. Huh? Uh, when you do that, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a covenant with promise. Apostle Paul also said in Ephesians, it's the only covenant, it's called it the, the hidden covenant, the covenant with promise. It is a key for longevity. Amen. Okay. Now the next one is a, what does the next one say in the command? Thou shalt not kill. Hmm? 
Now, when we say that shall not kill in the Old Testament, he is actually talking about physical shooting somebody. But in the New Testament, the killing is different. For instance, you can hate somebody so much that you begin to imagine that something bad happened to the person. Now, look at the way the New Testament put it. Anyone that hates his brother is a murderer, according to 1 John. So once you hate somebody, you have already killed the person. Now, we'll come back to love. So check it. Thou shalt not kill. Hallelujah. So don't sit there and say, I'm not. No, abortion can be killing. It's a murderer. Hallelujah. Because once you're having sex, you must expect anything. So don't tell me that there is, there is, there is a wanted pregnancy, but there's no wanted sex. It's nonsense. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. If you don't want to have the pregnancy, then stay away from the sex. Uh, so when, when the Bible says that shall not kill, it comes with a lot of things. You really want to have sex, but you don't want to be responsible. You see, God is so wise. See that, that is why he only wants you to have sex in the context of the married covenant. Because that is the only thing that when the child comes, you're ready to embrace the child. But if you're in level 100 and you get pregnant, you don't want to because you want to continue your school. So you want to kill the child. But can you imagine? The reason why God doesn't want abortion is that what about if your mother kills you? So there's a golden rule there. Do unto others what you want others to do to you. Oh, I'm preaching. If I'm not preaching, I'm teaching. Eh? So yes. It will be highly impossible unless unbelievers, but for you to marry and leave it with your wife and your wife become pregnant. Even if the difference between the, the other child and the new one is even two days. It will be difficult for your husband to say, go and terminate it. No. It's, 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 it's. Yeah. yeah. Fine. God, God will forgive you all right, but you don't want to keep it in your records. Yes, yes. God will forgive you all right, but uh, don't even get there. Hallelujah. I don't think it's necessary. Are you getting the point now? Mm -hmm. So, and if you, if you don't, you that is born again, you are free, you are safe. But those who are not Christians and they are doing it, the sins are still there. Because if you don't, it's only when you have Christ that your sins are washed. What about those who have, have Christ? Go to the next verse. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Huh? Are you noticing all of them? Wow. When it comes to sex, sex matter, God doesn't play with it all. If you check the Bible carefully, right from the Old Testament, on fast, fast sex in Yaku, much as you like it, God doesn't play with it at all. Don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. Now, there's nothing. It is, I'm not the one who instituted it. Sex was instituted by God. But he has given us the context in which we should do it. So it's not, it's not the wrong thing. Sex is not a sin. Perversion has made it look like it's a sin. But it's not a sin. Everybody here is as a result of sex. No sex, nobody will be sitting here. No, it's a life-producing act. I'll say that again. It's a life-producing act. But when it comes outside the context of the marriage covenant, it becomes a dangerous weapon in the hands of the devil. It is the only thing God created that joined two people so together. Wow. Don't let me go there. It's too strong. I can't handle it. I'm going to. Yes, that's the only thing. That is the only thing. So once you have sex with somebody, your souls are tied. 
That is why you can marry and still meet your former boyfriend and sleep with him. If the soul tie is not broken. People have become very quiet to touch somebody's body. <laughs> if anybody's body is hot, he's a suspect. <laughs> oh, let me get out of that. <laughs> no, but these are truth you must know. The fact that we are doing it and God is forgiving us, that's not me. For instance, we can be in a church, we are forgiving, but we, we do things that make us have all kinds of extra weights. One day, Papa, they will uh, give a prayer point. He said that uh, he said that the Lord should remove extra weight I'm carrying in attempt of fulfilling his purpose for my life. So you see, you are going to climb a mountain for God. But and it's like extra weight. Extra weight. Maybe it should be our prayer point from tomorrow. Deliver me from extra weight. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about here? Thou shalt not commit adultery. What is adultery? Adultery is a senior brother of fornication. Uh, can I explain it? It's very simple. Fornication means that I have not married this sister. It's not my legal wife, and I'm sleeping with her. God sees you as a thief. Yes, it's true. You are not only a fornicator, you are also a thief. That's the way God sees you. High level thief. Yeah, because you are taking something you have not paid for. And God makes life such a way that both the natural and the spirit, everything must have a price tag on it. So when you go, you are not really buying the person, but that is the law. So when you go to somebody's house and you go and see the father, and the father says, okay, bring 12 clothes, bring this, bring this. You are trying to honor the man for raising somebody from babyhood to the time you are going to take the thing to go and enjoy. So that one legally, that is why you are doing it. Hallelujah. Now, when you do that, the reason why God doesn't want those things is that if you sleep with a woman outside marriage and become pregnant, you can understand to say you are not the one. Now, it is our modern way that DNA tests and things is making people not really able to run away from things. But in those days, one of my cousins impregnated a girl. We went to talk about the matter because the man was threatening. When we went there, finally, when we asked, because they will ask you that, are you responsible for this pregnancy? My cousin said that he is not the only one. I'm close because of the way you are laughing. Now tell somebody I'm not the only one. Now, when he said he's not the only then, then I said, So what do you mean? He said, He remembered that whilst he was there with the girl, the girl also have another boyfriend. And he even gave an example like, You remember the day there was a, a fight between me and the boy? And that, 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 the girl confirmed. And so he said that because of that, he is not the only one. <laughs> but the father did something. So the man went to the room. He asked step out because I didn't know what he was going to bring. Whether a gun or something, I mean, I want to preach. So I pretended as if I was going to wee wee. So let's say we are talking about the matter here. And the man has gone to a bedroom somewhere there. So I also say, then. In case he come and he starts fire, by the time he has killed all the people, then. I can continue preaching because I won't die for somebody's sex. 
So I, 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 I left. But interestingly, when the man came by, he was holding a, a ladder, a spoon. A ladder like the one, the, the, the San Juan. Then when I saw, because I was peeping through the window, and I saw that it was not a gun, it was a ladder. So I came in trying to, as if I went to Wiwi, trying to shake myself. And then, then he said, oh, could you say? Then, then I sat down. Then the man said, then the man began to talk and say, he, he thanked us for coming. Then then, uh, our cousin said, he's not the only one. So he brought a ladder that he should fetch his own out. <laughs> he said, go. <laughs> I will never forget that thing, my last on sunny day film, I can Papa Hey! I don't know whether we have to go to theater. We were all standing there. He said, Mitchell, I'm going to film. I'm going to go What a wisdom. Hallelujah. <laughs> so my cousin was there. <laughs> when I look at the whole, I told them that I'm taking the lead because this one, I don't want to be part of this thing. Hallelujah. So finally, he has to accept the child as a responsibility. I mean, so I say, fine, we are in the morning world. Right now, we have to take care of the child, the mother. When it grows, we'll go and do a DNA test. And after that, uh, we'll see. But we didn't need to do it. Because when the child was born, he looked exactly like my cousin. So I said, this one is God's DNA test has already proven that thing. So uh, now the baby is there. We, don't, we didn't need to do the DNA test. Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I have a daughter. I have two daughters. Anytime people come, they say, oh, this one look like you. This one look like mommy. That's what it is. Everybody, every, all over the world, they say, this one look like you. This one look like So my cousin, so it, they, they, the, the father and the boy, they are like twins. <laughs> so I said, well, the child was coming with, it's not a matter. The DNA's money has been used for something else. Straight. Because God said, me, myself, I'll do the DNA. And God did it. Now, so, fornication is when you are going out to somebody who are sleeping. But adultery, adultery is quite serious. That one, you have the wife some at home. You see, all things like sex and things, it's a demands of the body. But if you don't handle it, where demons will take over. Because there are demons responsible for those things. Last and things, they are demonic. But natural, say, you, you, you want to have sex and t- it's a demands of the body. It, it's natural. That's the way God created it. Hallelujah. Fine. Um, adultery is quite serious because you have a wife at home. And the same things on that woman is the same one on the one you are going to take. Every woman has breasts. Is that correct? Every woman has long hair. If they don't, if they don't have because they can create it. This one, you have, if you don't know, we think that is your hair. So, fine. Now, it's not a problem. Every woman has everything. It's, there's no difference. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's no difference. There's no difference. Uh, so, thou shalt not commit adultery. Adultery is having a woman outside your wife. Fornication is sleeping with somebody who is not your wife. Maybe, let's say, oh, this guy, he became born again in the year. Two thousand and and ten. Now, let me see. Two thousand and ten. We are in two thousand and seventeen. So how many years? Seventeen years. My bread. My bread. My buttons are my sister. I made them. No, I'm 
I'm not justifying it. But temptations in life. But it becomes serious when you have a wife at home. Hmm? So you see how God, yes, that one you have a wife. Because if you're a, if you're a man, that is why God gave you a wife. He said that if once in a while you need a woman, then you have a wife at home. So I don't want to go into details about it, but God takes adultery quite serious. Now, let me also talk to the woman a little bit because I won't go to the scripture. If you look at the Bible carefully, as I stated, especially the Old Testament, and even life in nature, and this is what makes it quite serious, that the Bible society, uh, cultures, and even the Bible itself has not been fair to women in terms of judgment. For instance, there is a law and a punishment for a woman that commits adultery, but there's no one for a man. In the Bible, you have to take a son and pronounce curses on it. That if I've really slept, it's in the book of Leviticus. If you go there, it's there. If I've slept with somebody, let my stomach begin to swear. So you remember when they cut two people in adultery, they arrested the woman and brought him to Jesus. The Bible says he was almost naked, but they left the man. Which means that the Bible also talks. And the Bible also takes a woman who is sleeping with another man more serious. Because thou shalt not commit adultery. You never actually talk about the gender. Which means that the, by the law, generally, it is for, supposed to be for both man and woman. But when you go back to the law, you check it. It brought a punishment for a woman, but it didn't give it for a man. Which means that if a woman commits adultery, society will not forgive you. Environment will not forgive you. Uh, you need some kind of grace. And if you don't take it yourself, you can't forgive yourself. So you can't say your husband is misbehaving, so you're going to do something. No? I met a woman, he said, he's tired. Uh, the way the guy is sleeping, I see condoms in my pocket. Me too. People are interested in me in the office. Why? And I'm so okay. Then I begin to teach her. I say, fine. It's your choice. But let me give you the consequence of your choice. I begin to quote the scriptures to him. Hallelujah. Anyway, let's continue and finish. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Are you there? Ah. Now, what is really stealing? Do you know there are a lot of thieves here? You say, yeah, so you believe you are a thief. What have you stolen? Oh, I never even thought about that. Major one. Now, that one is not a thief. Oh. God calls you arm robber. No. Can a man rob God? Go to Malachi chapter 3 and check it. No, there are difference between thieves and robber. Huh? Yeah, when you say still it's involved, even fornication is stealing. Gossip is stealing. You are just stealing somebody's image and destroying it. It's big. I don't want to go into it. Stealing is very, very big. Very big. Very big. Hallelujah. Taking things that don't belong to you is part of it. Different things. There are things you steal that you think that oh, yeah, yeah, but you are. If you're a thief, you're a thief. Anyway, let's get out of that. Hallelujah. 
Thou shalt not steal. Let's see the next one. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Oh, is it in the church? Mm. Next one, 17. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. It is called covetousness. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Nor his men servant. Nor his maid servant. Nor his ox. Nor his ass. Or anything that is thy neighbor's. And all the people saw the tenderness and the lightings and the noise when they saw God. Now, this is what we are coming back to the book of Matthew chapter what? 22 and verse number 40 or 35. 42 what? Okay. Now, come to verse number 36. 35. Let's read from verse number 35. Okay. One of the lawyers came and tempted Jesus and came back 36 and said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? So all the commandments that we read, which one is the greatest? Jesus, we don't want to obey all of them. Tell us, then let's forget about it. So Jesus is going to answer about the commandment. Look at it. And the Lord said that. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So loving God with what? Your heart, your soul, and your mind. Wow, what a word. I can preach that one over one year. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love thy neighbor. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Oh, I think I've read that one. With all thy mind. This is the first first and the great commandment. So Jesus said that the first and the great commandment is this one. Let's see the next one. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now look at what you say the next one. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets are whatever you read from Exodus, no. Genesis actually didn't give us laws. Genesis is a handiwork of God. The law started from Exodus and it was being reinforced in Leviticus. Now, in Deuteronomy, now, in Numbers was a repetition. Because Numbers, the desert babies were raised. You remember God killed all the people that came from Egypt and left the children. So they were raised. They stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. They didn't know the law. So whilst they were about to go to the promise, you have to rehearse everything to them. So it's just a repetition, Deuteronomy and Numbers. Now watch this. Hmm. Wow. So when you read Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Sorry, Deuteronomy is a rehearsal of the law into the Old Testament. And then you read Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel, Daniel, all of them. Jesus said that the two things he said, when you are able to walk in love, you might not even need all those words. If you are able to walk in love, then all thou shalt not, you don't need them. Once you step into love, now let me tell you this. Hmm. No nation can make a law against love. You didn't get it. Hmm. 
Give me Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 19. Galatians 5, 19. Watch this. Hmm. The worst of the flesh is uh, manifest. This is our adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, <laughs> idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, simulations, rough strife, seditions, heresies. Ooh, are you enjoying it? Envies, murder, drunkenness, revealing, and such like of which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do certain shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Natural, okay. But the fruit of the Spirit. It's not a plural verb. It's a singular verb. If the Paul said the fruit of the Spirit are. So the fruit of the Spirit is not now. It's one. The fruit of the Spirit is what? But if you have this, then you have all this. So within love is joy, within love is peace, within love is long suffering. So if you miss this one, all these ones are not important. Now watch this. The fruit of the spirit is what? Joy, peace, loss of gentleness, faith, uh, goodness. He has even brought faith. It's actually faithfulness, meekness, temperance. Against such. Give me the NIV version. NIV. Against such things. There is no what? So it means that once you are practicing this, no law is against you. Once you are working, that's why I said that. No nation can make a law, no matter how wicked the nation is. The nation cannot make a law that from today don't love anybody. It is not possible. No matter how wicked the nation is, nobody can make a law against love. It means that you can't make a law that is contrary to love. Listen to me. If you are not working, sometimes instead of working on your faith, work on your love. Because let me tell you this. Anybody that work in love, naturally, anybody that live in love or live in love, naturally work by faith. And once you are working in love, operating faith is very easy. Because my next point is that hmm, my next booster of faith is a life of, let me see the way I put it, a life of peace, which is out of anxiety. But let me see the way I put it, very strong. Huh? Sound and relaxing mind, that is free from anxiety. What is the next booster of faith? Sound and relaxing mind, that is free from anxiety. It's the next booster of faith. And the reason why a lot of you don't have sound mind is that you don't have love. Because the Bible says love is torment. Uh, no, he said hatred is torment. And he said there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, and fear is torment. Sorry. So once the reason you are afraid is that there is something wrong with your love. Anytime. You see that you are afraid. Check your heart and see whether you are doing something against somebody. You can't live in adultery and be sound. You can't live in fornication and be sound. If you like, try it. 
Or if you have tried before, you know what I'm talking about. It's not. Hello? I'll give you the rest, but let me end here. Somebody says, word. Somebody say, love. Relaxing mind, free from anxiety. Now, but, but love is very, very crucial. Somebody say love. It's a missing ingredient in our work with God. We'll keep preaching and preaching until you enter your spirit. Hallelujah. Against such, there is no law. Oh. Once we are walking in love, joy, peace, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I love this girl so much. I want to marry her. I don't want to sleep with her until I finish marrying her. And God sees you as walking in love. Because lust is very selfish. That is why lust can rip. And it doesn't think about the other person at all. But love is not selfish. Now let's see what is love. In conclusion, what is this love we are talking about? What is love? Because when you say love, some of you think that, mm, 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 oh, he loves me. Mm, mm, he loves me. Oh, give me a hug. No, that's what you are talking about. It's nonsense. Hallelujah. It can be some expressions, but somebody can, but the heart is different. So let's go to the foundation of First Corinthians chapter 13. Wow. Give me verse number four. Huh. Huh. Give me NIV version. Verse three. Hmm. If I give all I possess to the poor, so you are the best giver in the church, and surround my body to the Surrender my body to the flames. Moonshim body, no. But have not love, I gain nothing. Calm down. What is love? What is love? Love is what? So if you don't have patience, anybody who doesn't have patience is a sign of the absence of love. So I'm showing you, love is no hello. Now, Unyabutre, patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. Do you have envious people in the church? So the problem is not the people who are envious. Something is missing in their life. That is why they are demonstrating envy. You can't be envious and be a lovely person at the same time. If love enters your heart, envy will leave. If you allow envy to leave, if you allow love to leave, then something will substitute it. Because in the realms of the spirit, there is no vacuum. Once you leave this one, this one enters. Love is what? It's not envy. It does not boast. Ooh, it is not proud. Hey, why are they talking like that? Is it me that they are talking about? No. It's not that you are trying to be proud, though. It's not that we are hunter. It's not that you are bossy. You lack love. So something has exit your life. That is why pride has substituted. Let's move forward. Because I'm finished. It's not rude. 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 Give me the message Bible. Let me find another word for rude. 
doesn't force itself on others. Come back. It's always me first. Huh? It, uh, it's not rule. It's not self-seeking. Now, the self-seeking, look at the way the message Bible put it. Huh? It's always me first. Selfishness. Me, 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 me. It is what destroys marriage in our generation. Me, 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 me. Come back. <laughs> Come back to NIV. It's not self. It's not easily angered. So if you see somebody who doesn't easily get angry, the person is walking in love. Some people they can be ayaka with their husband four days. Rebecca, I'm sorry for what I've done. Mm? Good morning. Mm. A woman told me, I said, that me kuni bufa missing link in Guanoy. If I'm coming, good morning. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Some of you can quote scripture. But Bonibo Biayo of 1982. All of them are in your mind. You cannot memorize one scripture. Miss somebody. Ah, get away. Oh, we miss Kumita. 1983. You cannot memorize one scripture. But you remember what did you do in 1983. Love doesn't keep records. So, all the things the Bible says, it does not. It means that when you are doing them, the love is not there. The only way to check you, you don't have love is to see whether some of these traces are in your life. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice in the truth. We too, be honest and born anyway, near to see a kind. They can't see, be see. Now, it always protects. So when you love the girl, you protect her. You will not sleep with her. Even if you make her yourself, say, girl, time to train. It protects. Now, why should you protect a woman? Because a woman cannot rape a man. No. Let me ask you a question. If you keep a woman with a castrated man, what will happen? What can the woman do? So, the Asante kingdom those days, Ahima and Asante, there were castrated men that were bathing there. In order to bath your him, I will castrate you. I know she do open one normally a TikTok, I won't crochet. TikTok guys. When you castrate them, they become like giants. But she knew could try. And they were bathing the woman. No crash up for him, but you mean Jarwichi. No Jarren. No Jarren all. They were buffing them. They cleaned them. They massaged them. It always protects. It always trusts. Always hopes. Always preserves. Don't have time to run commentary and all this. So I'm showing you what love is. Huh? It perseveres. It doesn't give up. Love never fails.
Huh? It means that when you love your wife, the marriage will not fail. That's why God says, husband, love your wife. It means that if only it is love, it cannot fail. If a proverb says, it covers multitude of wrongs. When you love people, you don't see their negative side. The reason why you are always checking what they have done bad is that love is gone. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. This is why it's dangerous to build your life on prophecies. Because it will cease. In fact, where there are even tongues, they will be still. A time is coming to me, more tongues will be. And where there is knowledge, to pass away. But love will never fail. Amen. Walk in love in Jesus' name. Boosters of faith. Activators of faith. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.